What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. How you doing, Greg? I'm good. How are you? Back from Canada. I know, The great white north. Exactly. It was very French up there. Yeah. It was was chilly. It was chilly, but not freezing. Mm -hmm. But it was, I I forgot how dry cold is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very dried out. Very dried out. I don't like that. No, at all. you don't like that. I don't like the term "dried out." I was dry as dry can Ooh. be. You ever had a piece of toast come out? That's how dry I was, wow. but I wasn't that warm. See, oh, that's how they you get were cold you. and dry. It sucks, man. None it of sucks. the fun of toast. No, not at all. Exactly. It's uh, you know you can listen for Jared Petty's Toast Podcast. We'll tell you more about there what is go. fun about there toast. There we go. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was dry. Uh, it was you know time to come home. Too French. Yeah, I, Dad, I can't. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't. Yeah. I got no one. To I didn't talk even to. go, and it was enough. Too French for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you went and did it for the ratchets. Oh, we did it for the ratchets. That fucking pose, dude. Hey, man, shit happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna be honest. I'm pretty happy that I haven't gotten more shit from it. Like, I don't think Nick's seen it, which well, is good. Yeah, Nick won't see it for three months. He doesn't understand. Um, yeah, the I saw that you liked it immediately. I'm like, I know, uh, I know, Greg. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know. And it, I saw you. You own it. You own the comments. Oh yeah, I got. I got the. Yeah, bring up uh, Instagram.com/slash/blessing Junior. I got the approval for this. Where people hit me up, that, like literally, there's a group chat, and someone in the group chat was like, "Hey." I don't want to blow anyone's spot up. Is it yeah. okay if I post this? And I was like, I know you're talking about me. <laughs> I appreciate that you are, you're talking about me. Yeah, it is what it is. Wait, uh, who's Instagram? Blessing, Blessing oh, has it. Blessing. I saw him. He took it from his stories to the actual feed, of course. Because on the stories alone, you're like, oof. Yeah. That's not a look. That's yeah. not a look you want on the internet. Oh, and yeah. Blessing, yeah. Took it to the actual the actual thing here. That's fine, man. There it is. Because, yeah, like, so you 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 commented on this, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, Blessing Jr., the Arena SF photo, if you are an audio listener, you want to pull over and look at it. Yeah. You commented, the, 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 what you were going for here was backing that ass up onto Gia. Yeah, the, my tweet response to this was the expectation reality meme format, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, expectation yeah. was backing that shit up on Gia. Um, the reality was me pretending to, to play football when I don't know what football is. Yeah. Uh, to me, yeah. I thought you were doing, like, the Spider-Man. That's what, what I is thought that you were too. You know what I mean? Let's that's cooler. Let's go with that. That's what I was doing. Was <laughs> See, my for me, thing. for me, when I saw it originally, I thought it was just snapped as you were trying to balance yourself, and that's where it hurts. You know what I mean? Because oh, you got no, Yusef, no, you no, got no, blessed no. there in the rap hey, pose, you know, and then you're about to tip over like Humpty Dumpty. No, you know the worst, the worst <laughs> part about this, huh. Greg, is like this wasn't just like oh man, other people looked good in this picture, so they chose this one. This was a pose that like I stood for maybe like I was there for like. A good ten pictures. He chose this pose. <laughs> Multiple, like they didn't like the first friend or not friends. Random people walking sure. by that took yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we switched cameras. And, went, and I was still there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So no, hey, at least I wasn't Humpty Dumpty in it. This could have been worse. It could have been worse somehow. <laughs> uh, you know what else could have been worse, ladies and gentlemen? The Ori reviews, Reggie joining GameStop, and so much more because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, and everything under the video game sun. Of course, on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, you can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show. And you can contribute, as I already said. Uh, if you want, you can watch live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe.
I do that now. Oh, shit. I do the microphone now. You, you know do. what I mean? Yeah, I saw it freak you out. do do you that. I mean? uh, housekeeping for you. Shout out to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, Drew Gardnier Fruitis, Blackjack, uh, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Remember, today's Tuesday, which means there's a new PS I Love You XOXO up on podcast services and YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. It's the underrated. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get drunk with me and Blessing as we go through a whole bunch of underrated PlayStation games and Frankie Muniz. Do we talk about downhill domination? Yeah, yeah, we, we do. do. You come in. Yeah, I you do. came in there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot about that part. I drank a lot on that show. Don't know if you know that. You know, a lot <laughs> yeah. of it gets hazy. What I said or what exciting, I didn't do. That's why stuff. the comments are so fun. They're like well, time capsules. Yeah. Reminded me of things that happened on it. Love it. Uh, today we're brought to you by Upstart, Mint Mobile, and Brooklinen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Eight. Items on the Roper Report. Jiminy Holy crickets. shit, a baker's dozen! This is going to be one of those shows where we're going to be 55 minutes in, still in fucking story five. So everybody, pack a lunch, sit down. If you're in your car on the highway, stop and turn sideways. You know what I mean? Do that thing where you just stop all traffic and get out and play it really loud on speakers. And then it'll be like, Akira la la land. It'll be slide. Bum, 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 bum. Well, I thought slower than that. But yeah. You slow Akira slide. Number one. La la land. Okay. Or... <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisp reviews are in. Uh, right now, it's sitting at a 91 on Metacritic. That's on Xbox One. That is also at 9.24 a.m., so about an hour ago. Uh, Game Informer gave it a 9.5. Andrew Reiner says, That's part of what makes the Will of the Wisps so such a fascinating game. I could have taken on that spider 100 times and eventually beaten it early on, but I instead backed away and came back when I felt better suited for the fight. Whenever I hit a part that felt too hard, I came back later with something that served as a solution. Fast travel is handled nicely, but I would often hoof it to most places, as there are numerous side quests along the way, like finding lost trinkets. Helping others in need, Ori's efforts help build up a small village, which serves as a hub for upgrades and other various functions. There's plenty of side content that is enjoyable to explore. The story is fantastic, the world is breathtaking, and all of that pales in comparison to the wonderfully made gameplay that soars both as a platforming and combat game. Moon Studios has outdone itself with Will of the Wisps, delivering an experience that doesn't have any lulls, makes the player feel clever, and just keeps getting better as it goes. IGN gave it a 9.0. Brandon Tyrell says, In Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Moon Studios has taken an excellent foundation and made even more out of it. Its many new elements expand on and add to the first game's fun without bogging it down or becoming overcomplicated. And that's really the best praise you can give a sequel. It stays true to the spirit of the original, doubles down on what made it great, and gives you more stake in the world and options to navigate it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is an excellent, heartfelt follow-up that pushes the series to new heights. And the Dual Shockers gave it an 8.5. Michael Ruiz wrote, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is an exceptional adventure that every Xbox One owner should play. Despite its technical failings, it is one of the best Metroidvanias I have played this generation just behind the Messenger and Axiom Verge. Moon Studios' sequel is filled with moments of beauty, both visually and in its storytelling. If that day one patch fixes those performance issues, there is no reason to skip on this game. Tim Geddes. Yes. While I was up there fighting mooses, making love to all sorts of mountain men, uh-huh. you were down here in this part of North America playing this game. Yes, sir. Where yes, are you I at? Have. What is your take? What, what do you feel about these reviews? Our, our review will be on Gamescast on... It'll be... Going live on Thursday. Recorded uh, tomorrow yes. live, right? Yeah. It will be me, Imran, Blessing, and Snowbike Mike. Whoa! Yeah, Snowbike Mike himself, man. Um, me, Bless, and Snowbike are all, uh, I'd say, a little over halfway, if yeah. not like, more than that. Like, Blessing's doing a work from home today to beat it. So he's okay, just at home great. doing it, yeah. 
Great. And then um, uh, Imran has beat it already. Yeah. It is a fantastic video game. Um, I am very, very, very impressed with it. It is super fun. It gets better as it goes on. Wow. Like, I, I Almost every single thing said in these reviews, I'm right there with. Uh, Dual Shockers giving an 8.5 here, saying that um, they hope Technical that the, the day one patch fixed the performance issues. The day one patch, if I understand correctly, is already out for uh, reviewers and stuff. Okay. So it, I, I, I've been playing. There was a weird thing that happened where I got kicked out of my Xbox account last night while I was playing it. Sure. And then when I came back in, it looked totally different. Oh, interesting. Like, so huh. it was like a forced update. So I think it was a forced update. Gotcha. And um, it it radically actually changed even the graphics of the game. Like, really? Yeah. Suddenly it's, three, it's some kind of 3D <laughs> platform? <laughs> yeah, no. It uh, it re- like it changed the lighting. It changed just like the, <laughs> the overall. It looked really pretty before. Like it, It's hard to tell exactly what happened. I would love to see like some type of YouTube comparison of the before and afters. Um, I did notice a ton of technical issues as I've been playing, but they even what told is, us. So what does that in- include? Like Pulling up the map would really slow everything down, um, and there'd be like framey stuff going on like you pull up the map and the map would come up and it'd be tra- semi-transparent where you okay. see the world behind you but then the world would go away and then you could access the map and it was just like it didn't feel fluid it kind of feels like using an atm touchscreen as compared to your phone touchscreen okay that's it's really that, that's a really good example it's that exact type of like this should be dink, just dink, 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 a little doing? bit you know quicker and faster yeah, yeah. To, to what i'm trying to get it to do um but after the patch i didn't get to play too much more but it did seem like it improved that stuff vastly so okay. so that's all good news um negatives out of the way this game and this sounds very hyperbolic there is a moment in this game that reminds me of this team being like we want to make the metroidvania that has a moment that is equal breath of the wild and pixar Huh. Okay. And it's just like, and it succeeds. Like there's, there's a thing that happens. And it's just like, oh wow, they're doing this. This is awesome. And it, it works in a way that with the messenger, that moment didn't work for me. Different moments for sure. But there was a moment in the messenger that I was really enjoying the game. And then there's like a big twist, and I was just like, ah, this now I don't really like this game as much. Gotcha. With Ori, getting to that point, moving on, like I cannot wait to go home and play this game more. Like I want to beat this game as soon as possible. I want to know what happens. All the side quests feel so important yeah and it, it really does feel like every single thing that you're doing matters um it's if you played the first story it's very similar uh it's still floatier than i would like um and i think it takes a little bit too long to get the abilities that allow you to kind of like maneuver uh the way that you want to but once you start like racking them up like to the point where I'm at, it's it's so fun to just just move around. Like uh, Andrew was talking about, sometimes not wanting to fast travel just because he wants to actually you know, hoof it around, hoof, there and, hoof see it and, stuff. Yeah. and it reminds me of Spider Man in that way, where mm, it's just like yeah. it, it's just fun to move. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to save some huh. of my thoughts. Of course, for of, the course of course, of uh, course. Tomorrow, two p.m. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You can get the Kind of Funny Games cast review of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, GameStop has appointed Reggie to the board. This is Jeff Grubb over Reginald. Adventure. I'm sorry, Reginald. That's what they called him. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that at all. Oh my God. They called him Reginald. Bring it up for me. Can you bring up the tweet? I missed the tweet. I just saw the news story. Bring up my... I tweeted about it, okay. and then like, it has the like press release. With While it. Barrett brings that up, I'm going to read from Venture Beat with Jeff Grubb. Jeff writes, Nintendo of America's former president and taker of names is joining GameStop's board of directors. The huge gaming retail company announced today that Reggie fils is joining its board to help turn the company around. Reggie is best known as his, as his time as president 
as, of Nintendo of America uh, when he was the face of the company in North America. Joining Reggie on the board is Bill Simon and J.K. Simonek. Sorry, I screwed that up probably. Uh, Simon has worked for 30 years in various uh, executive roles uh, in the retail industry. Simonek uh, is, is – how would you say that? Because I'm just jumping. Sim – and Mac, Simonac, okay, yeah. is the president and chief executive of PetSmart. Uh, GameStop's goal is to have Reggie, Simon, and Simonac provide expertise to help turn its struggling business back towards profitability. Quote, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop, Reggie writes on Twitter. I look forward to being a part of GameStop's corporate uh, board and helping them make this happen. GameStop sees this as a chance to bring in fresh ideas. Quote, the board refreshment and governance enhancements announced today represent an important milestone in GameStop's transformation. As we continue to evolve the company uh, company's business strategy for long-term success, GameStop chief executive George Sherman said, "There are I'm sorry, they are each highly qualified and bring significant relevant experience to our turnaround." Here it is. Yeah, oh there it is. All right. Yeah, you want to throw this up? There's the GameStop news release. GameStop appoints Reginald. <laughs> Come on, GameStop. And Come I, on. I saw this guy tweet. I was like, how are you going to do my boy like that? Called him Reginald. <laughs> like he's, his mom wrote it and got him in trouble. His grandmother, mm. when, like how I get called Gregory James when I was running around as a kid or whatever and be in trouble. So, uh, Greg, yeah. this is one of those news stories that uh, it dropped while we were doing Internet Explorers yesterday. And the chat was like kind of blowing up, obviously, yeah. right? And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, whoa, Reggie's doing something else. That's crazy. That's like exciting. It's, oh, it's GameStop. Whoa, that's that's weird. But then, like, when you start really getting into it, like, board, boards are an interesting thing. Sure. Where you're, it's kind of the highest level of consultation you could be. Right. Which, on one hand, is like, oh, cool, you're actually going to impact some change and stuff. On the other hand, it's kind of like, oh, this is just a group of people that we kind of want to represent us and, like, to be the face that, like, can kind of steer public perception of us. And, like, yeah. just, hey, look, we have people looking out for us, right? Yeah. I don't think that this is as... Um, Doom and gloom as people are making out to be, at least from what I'm seeing on the internet. What do you mean by doom and gloom? I'm being like, why would Reggie do this? Why, oh. Like, why go to GameStop? Like, whatever. It's just like, oh, no, I can't. Well. You want to answer that? I mean, because I have a question, of course. Super wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hey guys, Reggie is now part of GameStop's board of directors. What does this mean? Does Reggie have a plan to turn GameStop around, or do you think they will cut him a big check uh, and then he couldn't say no? Why leave such a successful company for a dying one? Thanks for all you do. Lots of parts to your question right there, Super. Yeah. Let's start with the doom and gloom stuff, right? Of why would he do this? Why would he go do this? I think the the money is always helpful, of course. Of course. But it comes down to a very simple thing. If GameStop is able to turn this around and come back, everyone goes, holy shit, Reggie and the board helped and did this. That's awesome. They really do know it. And if they don't and GameStop fails and goes away, everyone goes, hey, GameStop was already bleeding out. Nothing Reggie could have done. Nothing Reggie could have done. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the thing of... There's so many different parts to it, but there's no downside to this outside yeah. of, oh, hey, GameStop. And then you go to GameStop and you buy stuff. So it's like it, it, the internet hate machine of they hate this and they understand that is one thing. But that's no matter what you do, you're going to find yourself on one end of that spectrum. And also the chances of this being like a full-time job are extremely slim. Uh, you, typically boards and, you know, every every board's different. Every company's different. But yeah. from every board I've ever seen, it is kind of just a – once every couple months type totally. situation totally. and it's kind of like hey you have homework to do and things to think about but it's like it's not a day-to-day like going to the office type job not at all no you there's so i wouldn't say you left meetings. nintendo for this 100 percent. super's question is yeah I, I don't is null and void why leave a successful company for a dying one 
he left Nintendo because he's been there for a long time and has accomplished everything he wants to accomplish and wants to spend more time with his family. Uh, he didn't go to GameStop. He is not fully on the GameStop payroll. I'm sure there's a stipend. I'm sure he gets some check cut to him to go do this. Mm-hmm. But to your point, it is perspective. It is uh, trying to change public opinion. It is the fact that we all love Reggie, right? Does, uh, yeah. Most people, I don't know who hates Reggie. I, but I everybody him. loves Reggie. And so putting him on this is a, oh, hey, GameStop's doing something right for a change. Mm-hmm. GameStop's in the headlines not because their stock's falling or they're laying off all these people or they're closing yeah. the store or whatever. It's, hey, they are trying to make moves. They are trying to change public perception. They, and again, when you have a board like that, how much uh, weight their advice is given varies company to company. Mm-hmm. And again, I've never been on a board. I don't know. Something we've, I won't name names right now. I got approached recently to be on a board, right? And it was not a board of directors. It was an advisory board of a larger thing for something happening in gaming. And I hit him up, and I was like, I, well, I hit you up when I got asked. And I was like, what do you think about this? And it was like, sure, there's a little bit of money. That's not really it. It's more the thing of like, I'd love to know what this actually looks like from the inside, right? That deal died when I was like, cool. I, I'm interested in this, but I would have to tell my uh, audience that I'm doing it. And I wouldn't like say what's happening in meetings. Obviously, I'd be confidential. But I'd, And they were like, you know what? That might be a conflict of interest for what we want. So we're going to go away. I'm like, all right, see you yeah. later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like sorry, a deal. <laughs> sorry, but I would have loved to have seen like what it is to be on an advisory board or a board of directors. You say, that's a dumb decision. and I would do this, yada, yada. And does that actually happen or is it? No, that doesn't actually happen. It was just we wanted your feedback. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like any company, right? Any any sure. group of people. Even. It's like it's how we don't like, listen to Nick at all. Exactly. It's like you're going to you're gonna have people with different opinions, and those people might be at different levels, but that doesn't necessarily mean that one's right and one's wrong. Sure. Well, ex- again, except for you and, and then me. There, and there, is, there is Nick, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I just feel like this is – it's only good news. Reggie has proven that he has excellent industry insight. And GameStop is important to the industry. Will it always be important to the industry? Maybe not. Probably not. But it currently is, and it has been. And there is, I there's definitely a way to save it, right? And yeah. like course correct this uh, a bit, and they've been trying forever, and it hasn't been working. But I'm still around. Yeah, for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see how this actually nets out. We'll see if Reggie can change it and save it like he saved Nintendo, which has always been a failing business. Yeah, but he was able to get it where it needed to be. You know, yeah, it was him. It was him. It was all him. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, Horizon Zero Dawn is officially finally really coming to PC. We go to the PlayStation blog where Sid Schumann was talking to the head of Worldwide Studios, Herman Holst, in an interview you can go listen to or read over there. Uh, Sid says, Speaking of experimentation, there have been rumors of a Horizon Zero Dawn complete edition that might be coming to PC. Can you confirm or deny that? Your boy Herman says, yes, I can confirm that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC this summer. There will be more information coming from Gorilla from the new studio directors pretty soon. Sid follows up, PlayStation is no stranger to publishing titles on PC, but Horizon Zero Dawn is one of the largest games to make that leap. Is there anything you would say to PlayStation fans? What does this mean for the future? Herman responds, sure. I think it's important that we stay open to new ideas of how to introduce more people to PlayStation and show people maybe what they've been missing out on. And to maybe put a few minds at ease, releasing one first-party AAA title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game now will come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was just a great fit in this particular instance. We don't have plans for day-and-date PC releases, and we remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware. Tim... We've talked about this before, you and I, on this show. When it was a a rumor, is it going to happen, what's going to happen, what do you take out of this? Um, I am pleasantly surprised at how transparent 
They're, they're that's Herman, buddy. This. Yeah, I love it, though. That's good to see, right? Yeah. Like, Herman, on the PlayStation blog, them asking the right questions, him giving, in my opinion, the right answers. Like, yeah. this is this is speaking to the PlayStation hardcore and also the PlayStation fanboys out there that are going to be angry about this. And just being like, hey, you don't need to be angry. It's okay. Um, the thing that you're most worried about, which is day and date, is not going to happen. What does the rest of the say to me? It's not going to be day to day, but it's going to happen. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I love this whole, uh, them talking about trying to, like, grow the PlayStation brand. It's, it's what they need to do. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to not put these uh, games on PC years later. It just doesn't. They've done what they're going to do. They've had their run. And it's just, like, it's only going to get people more excited about the IP and franchises that they own that people care about and convince more people to buy a PlayStation 5. Do you feel that this proves me correct and that I am infallible now and that this is coming in summer onto PC so that when PlayStation 5 launches in the fall, it'll have Horizon 2 Dawn? That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, you know what I mean? Skipping the one dawn at all? Well, it's like one dawn sounds weird. You right. had Horizon Zero Dawn, now it's two dawns. And yeah. Then, we have, that's the thing. So it's Horizon 2 Dawns, right? And then I know what you're thinking. There's only one Dawn every day. No moron. There's two characters named Dawn, and they're the bad guys and gals Holy that she has to fight. Sorry, I hate to blow it up on you. You know what I mean? Wow. And wow. I'm not gonna say. Wait, if, wait, I'm not gonna say the, if maybe it was Gorilla the that approached Dawns me. Two Dawns are the guys and gals. So it's Dawn like D A W N and Dawn like D O N N. Cool. Great. You read my mind. I you love know what it. I mean, and that was yeah. gonna be the big reveal. Oh, because cool. you hear it, and you're like, oh, two female characters. It's Aloy, two female protagonists. Dawn. They're both named Dawn. That's weird, but no. Dawn and Dawn. Yeah, you know what I mean? Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I do think that there's a good chance that, that that's the case, yeah. right? I There's still the big, like, nebulous, like, who the fuck knows what's going on when we're talking about uh, the PlayStation launch. Like, does it include a first-party title? Does it not? Does it, it have has to. I mean, that's what I think, too. It doesn't have to, but it, I think it does. That's, that's my thing is <laughs> I think it does as well. But, like, there's just I, – I don't know. There's so many questions that – you know, it's impossible to really have a, a clear path of what's PlayStation look like. I was talking to Blessing yesterday about this. Like, it's crazy. We finally know every single release date for the first party PlayStation titles that we've been hearing about for the last five years. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima the end of the, the line. line right? yeah, yeah. And it's just like, whoa, here we go. We see this. And it's like, yeah, there is then just an empty void that is the PlayStation 5 that after June, there's nothing. Right, not yeah. fall, not spring, and not only that, there's no, there's not even the titles of when's this coming, when's that coming. They're not announced yet. We know they're happening. We yeah. know the sequels, to all the things are happening. But I feel like that, that's the most interesting thing. That the moment that we get that next big wave of PlayStation info, I feel like all oh, this is really gonna like come together a bit more. Um, but I, I think that it's a good theory that this comes out in the summer, Horizon 2 as a launch title in the fall. Hell yeah. Um, but I feel like it could be spring and it would still get the same effect. Sure. It could be even be next summer, it still gets the same effect. Like I feel like as long as it's in the first launch window, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. whatever it is, um, it just keeps getting longer and longer. Of course. Like year one. Launch runway. I, yeah, I think they'll I think the the fast six runway, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think <laughs> they'll be good. Going. I think they'll be good. Okay. I think uh, this is exciting news though. Oh yeah, well I mean that's I mean like it's confirmed. Great, good. Yeah, we've talked about this thing to death when it was rumored and looked like it was really happening, and there was like Amazon and France listings and all this other crap. You know it's good. It's good. Go get them. I don't yeah. think it'll be everything. You think it'll be more, but we'll see how long it takes. Yeah, to I don't think it'll be everything either, but I do think it'll be more. And and also based on how well this performs. Of course, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Is there an audience for this? 
Uh, number five, 2K is making NFL games again. This is Submit over at Polygon. 2K is getting back into the officially licensed football video game business, having struck a multi-year partnership with the NFL that covers, quote, multiple future video games, the parties announced Tuesday. But don't call it a comeback. The deal is for non-simulation football game experiences, according to a news release from 2K. So it doesn't give the publisher the ability to revive its dearly departed NFL 2K franchise. Electronic Arts Madden NFL series will remain the only simulation football game in town, for now at least. The agreement between 2K and the NFL, for which the parties did not disclose financial terms, will produce, quote, multiple video games centered on fun, approachable, and social experiences, said 2K president David Ismailer in a statement. That suggests that this that the publisher will focus on making games such as arcade-style sports titles in the vein of Sabre Interactive's NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. Various games are in early development, 2K said, with plans to release them starting in 2021. The publisher specified in the news release that the rollout is scheduled to begin sometime during Take-Two Interactive's uh, 2022 fiscal year, which means that the earliest possible release window is April 2021. Take-Two is 2K's parent company. It's worth noting that 2K's deal with the NFL only covers the names, logos, and associated elements for the league and its 32 teams, not the names, images, and likenesses of any NFL players. Hmm. The two sets of rights are typically handled separately, and indeed, an NFL spokesperson told Polygon that 2K would need to sign a licensing agreement with the NFL Players Association in order to use real, current NFL players in its upcoming video games. A representative for 2K said the company could not comment on whether such a deal was in place. Moreover, EA's existing deal is set to expire at the end of 2021 NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, at the end of the 2021 NFL season, i.e., in early 2022, according to an industry source with direct knowledge uh, of the terms. And while EA would pres- presumably seek to renew its contract again for Madden, a lucrative annual franchise that has been the bedrock of the EA Sports slate for over three decades, the NFL may finally be willing to open things up to some competition after more than 15 years of exclusivity. Especially if, by that point, 2K has demonstrated the same kind of talent for football that it applied in bringing its basketball series to the apex of sports gaming. A lot of words there, Tim. There is. Big news, though. This is finally happening where people can play with NFL again. Yeah. Yeah. Play with NFL, but NFL players. That's normal. If you ever, yeah, I know you totally. don't play a lot of the football games. But when you do, you always see the NFL logo and then the NFL Players Association. Yeah, exactly. But so, what does that actually mean? Like, what do you think that this results in? Because is it just blitz like blitz like games? games? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. But Which, cool. But like, I feel like that's not anything that's really going to move the needle. Like the people that are that miss NFL 2K aren't going to be like, well, this is this is what I'm looking for. Sure. And I think even, you know, I, while, don't get me wrong, it's great reporting from Submit and giving you context. This moreover EA's existing deal is expected to expire in uh, 2021 NFL season, right? Y- yes, it does. I have, I don't see what future in 2021, early 2022, right, we're looking at where the NFL's like, all right, EA, you've done enough. It's time to open this up, and we're going to get out of this agreement. Like, Madden makes money hand over fist, right? And yeah. so why would they want to rock that boat? Why would they want to do anything to that extent? It is interesting to see it all shake out over the last 20 years where we're now at a place where um, and we've been at a place where EA has football and 2K has basketball, right? right? It's just like such clear, in some ways, forced um, the best entries in, in you know the respective sports. Um, I I feel like this is the the type of thing that isn't going to result in anything worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. you think it's just going to end up with arcade games you don't care about? Yeah, and which like you know, hey, playgrounds was was cool. I played it for a bit, but like 
it was an NBA street. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, it, you know, it kind of just feels like a a lesser than experience. And that sucks. I don't want that to be the case. But yeah. in my experience, it has been. Um, and people love those games. But I'm not one of them. Sure. And I, I feel like arcadey sports games is something I like. You know, I don't care about what players are in it. Like, it to me, it's just more fun about, like, oh, just make the game fun. And sure, having the teams and stuff is, like, nifty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's interesting about it is... It's been 15 years, and so I think this is a uh, a story that gets us as old people going, right? Like, I remember what a big deal it was when EA got the rights. I remember how good the 2K games were and how much my friends loved them and how uh, bullish 2K was about it, Where they, what they were selling. And I'm going to – kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Come get me. They were selling the last 2K game they did for, like, what, like 30 bucks to the 50 bucks that Madden was that year? Yeah. Maybe 20 bucks to the I think it was 50 20. bucks? Yeah, it was like they were making – Hardcore moves to make people come play their game over Madden, and that was awesome and exciting. And it was the challenge of you know when you when you get into a monopoly, you get very set in your ways, right? And so I'm I I hate the Madden is just a roster update every year, you know, blah 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 blah. Like I know how hard the Madden team works to make Madden as good as it can be every year, but they are in a nine month cycle, and so it is a lot of features that they start working on get pushed to the next year rather than be on that one year. Whereas if you had competition and you had two teams pushing each other, I think you could see something really cool happen yeah. there. I don't see that happening out of this deal. Mm-hmm. I see. I mean, again, it's been 15 years. The people who made the 2K football games, the 2K football games, I don't think have been grinding that axe and still at 2K for that long. Yeah. I, they've moved on to the projects, other teams, other things. A lot of them probably work on Madden, I bet. And so... To be here now having this conversation, yeah, you're going to get these cool arcade things, but it's not like you're going to suddenly see this resurgence. I don't see what they could even do. If you go out in your 2K and you kill it out in these NFL arcade games, I guess I, I understand, okay, cool, like maybe you've proven yourself, but in reality, it's going to be the NFL is going to be like, cool, keep making those. Keep making these things. Like this, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but like these games are going to kill on Switch, you know? It's like this could be 2K's kind of like Switch outlet, like... You know, they, they have been putting a lot of support towards the Switch, but, you know, the games like Wolfenstein and stuff are never going to run as well as they do on the other sure, systems. Sure, The playground games can. Uh, Capitals Pigs got me. Uh, ESPN NFL 2K5 pri- <laughs> ESPN NFL 2K5's price was 20 bucks. Uh, that year, Madden launched for, 40, for, for 50 bucks. Yeah. So there you go. However. That was insane, man. Yeah. Anakin. JMT has an interesting wrinkle to think about. Tim Tam. Jedi Mind Tricks. Exactly. NFL 2K is coming back, but won't be a sim-focused game. This has me thinking. Both Madden and the WWE 2K games have both felt samey year after year, not really innovating between games. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, has been very open about wanting to make a game, and with the relaunched XFL being funded by WWE's Vince McMahon, it won't be long, assuming the XFL returns next season, until an XFL game is made. Could an XFL and an AEW game, if they're good games that sell well, force EA and 2K to finally put no, finally up their game in making Madden and WWE games to prevent people from switching over to newer, better products? No. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. There's not going to be an XFL game, period. Yeah. If there is an XFL game, it's not going to be good. It won't be soon, for sure. And yeah, and it also won't be soon. I, I mean, there's a lot of ifs here. If XFL makes it to a second season, does it? I don't know. I, I've paid no attention to XFL this time. It's around. happening. Yeah, and you're not paying attention. It's still going on, right? Yeah, I see. So, I see Xavier tweet about it. Every yeah. Time. Um. So I, I don't really see a game there. And the, on the AEW side, 
I'm really excited at the idea that they might do the thing, the Greg Miller dream, right? And just like, let's just make No Mercy, but yep. is with us. But I feel like right now it is legitimately all talk. Like, that game doesn't exist yet, and it's just kind of like they're totally. all talking about it. And they're going to will it into existence. I, I do believe that. But that's going to be similar to the playground games and stuff, where it's like, this is going to be a fun thing. And the people that, that are into it are really going to love it. And there's a chance that if it is really that good, that audience can be fairly large. And it could be kind of a big hit and get very well reviewed. If you could, Yeah, if you could recapture some of the glory of yeah. the N64 wrestling games, I think you break through and it's not, nobody cares. Not nobody, but the the people you break through with don't care that it's AEW. They exactly. just do cool down for a cool wrestling game. Totally, totally. Yeah. And I think that that... You put that out as a $20 download? Come exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. I feel like that could then you know open the doors and push towards WWE coming in and being like, all right, we're going to make No Mercy 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and yeah. then that could, that could be a fun thing, but I don't think that it's going to really affect Madden at all. Like, Madden's on its own level. It's like, uh, th- this question kind of implies that Madden isn't, Doing well and reviewing well, it is. Yeah, you know, Madden. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Madden isn't facing any of the issues that um, a ton of the other sports games are over the last couple of years of the microtransaction stuff being as ridiculous as it seems to be in FIFA or even NBA. Yeah, K, there's right? ultimate team in Madden. There yeah. is mutt there that it, I know that FIFA has has so many problems with. But I don't hear people. I don't hear about, about Madden, Madden. But I don't so know. So maybe yeah. I mean I'm sure to, anything with monetization platforms it has the option to be abused. Period, right? That's any game. So yeah. that's not inherently bad. It's just bad how it could be in the game. But the core gameplay of, of Madden, Barrett, game's great, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It hasn't changed much in the last 10 years. It's football, uh, right? But yeah. it has. That's the thing is it's glacial and it changes and the physics move and this thing, that. And it's, so it's like, I mean, I think if you sure. looked at Madden 10 years ago and actually played it versus you played Madden now, I think you would be like, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe, I guess. I'd rather go back to Madden, Madden 2010 because that was a good game, real good game. What made Madden 2010 so good? I don't in your know. Opinion? Yeah, right? <laughs> I exactly. Don't remember? When people, I hate. I love that question. When people are like, "What's your favorite Madden?" I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The most, <laughs> the most recent Madden. I don't know. <laughs> Get NCAA back. That's the real thing. Yeah. We can pay college players now, right? Fucking come on, let's go. Let me run on a furrow field again. Uh, number six on the Roper Report, yeah. Tim. Uh huh. We're getting another Tony Hawk. Let's see. This got pointed out uh, by Nibel on Twitter. Uh, he was quote tweeting uh, at the Nathan NS who had this new Tony Hawk pro skater game inbound, uh, keeping hopes low after the long, long row of abysmal games since Tony Hawk's ride. Uh, what he has is a screen grab of the Death Sets Facebook page. Uh, I'll read it in a second, but his tweets continue. Uh, but this also seems like a major NDA breach. Also, bloody hope this isn't another mobile game. It might not be since the rumors of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 slash 2 remake have been around since last year, and mobile games usually don't have the budget to license music from bigger bands. What happened this morning was the death set I read from Wikipedia. The Death Set uh, <laughs> is an experimental music band with roots in pop punk, uh, punk rock, sorry, uh, sometimes referred to as art punk. Uh, the Death Set put on their Facebook page, just licensed five new songs to Tony Hawk 2020 game. You'll be hearing this shit soon. Do you believe, Tim? Are you allowing yourself to believe you're getting Look, another Tony Hawk? There's a, there's a lot going on here, Greg. I'm aware. Does this excite me? Yes. Should I be excited? Probably not. So let's look at this, right? Uh, Break it down for me. This guy talking about um, there's been rumors of a THPS 1 and 2 remake. I have not seen these rumors. Okay. Ever. I feel like they're just willing these rumors into it. I don't think those are rumors. Uh. 
Sounds very exciting. I'd be down. They also already did this yeah. in the PS3, Xbox 360 gen with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD right. that was 1 and 2 remastered. Really, it was just like one level from 1 and then the rest of the levels from 2. Yeah. Um, but that game didn't quite feel right. It, it was, was good enough. It was fine. I think yeah. it was better than people give it credit for. But then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 came out. Ugh. And Jesus Christ, Greg. Jesus fucking Christ. I remember. It was Awful. horrible. You, yeah, you cried. Awful. It was very, very, yeah. very, 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 very bad. If you want a good time, go to YouTube.com slash games and watch my review of it. Where I just, I fucking break down. You destroyed it, man. It is. It's horrible. I but, know. but. I still hold out hope that we can get another good Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game. There is other wrinkles to this. Please give them to me. Ring, is, they sound like balls are so wrinkly. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the history of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, they've never had five songs from one yeah, band. Yeah, this is the thing that I, that's tripping me up. The most that I can remember of one band Kiss. Being, is Kiss in Underground. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And that's because yeah, it's yes, underground. underground. And that's because they the had concert. a level where it's the concert. So there are... Th- three or four Kiss songs in Underground, yeah. and that is the only time I can remember a singular band repeating on a soundtrack for a Tony Hawk game. That's so, the one th- weird thing, but it could be one of those things where it's like, all right, we want to license these five games. We'll see what makes the cut, you know, totally. like what we want to use. Absolutely, and, and I think that that's, that's likely. Mm. Um, them talking about, is this a mobile game? I don't fucking know, but they usually the mobile games usually don't have this type of licensed music, as they point out. Yeah. Um, but the bigger thing for me that isn't being brought up here is Activision and Tony Hawk are not getting along. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't think this would be a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remake. I think, if anything, it might be some new, not Pro Skater, just like a different Tony Hawk franchise. Who's developing it? Who's making it? Does it have a chance of being good? I, I don't know. Like yeah, All that they, stuff, they, I don't they, feel They say about. Tony Hawk 2020 game. Yeah. They don't say Pro Skater or anything. And this is the other weird thing. Like I was looking up the death set, and... This isn't their first go around with licensing out music to anything like they their songs have been in TV shows and like video games as well. So this isn't their first run around with video games and embargoes probably. So it just feels weird of like them why fucking that you, up. Why would you fuck that up? Do you think they understood that this would get them in front of people? Is this just a marketing thing? Mm. You put this out, you delete it. What do you care? You're you're a fucking punk band, right? You're like, hey man, you know who likes but then punk you, bands? But People then you like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. But then you run the risk of like, oh, you fucking like spoiled our game. We're not going to use any of the songs that you license. No, no, I'm saying it's all made up. I'm saying it's all made up. Oh. Yeah. It's like when people are like, oh, Greg says he's going to Canada. Maybe he's going to the PlayStation 5 event. That's shitty. I was like thinking about making a fake joke <laughs> tweet about it. I was like, ah, you know what? That's too cruel. Yeah. No, um... <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the details are, but I do know that Tony Hawk was throwing a lot of shade at Activision. Yeah, I remember this too, that there were uh, some, yeah, they were having a yeah, public Yeah, and rap. then the, of course there's the infamous E3 right. interview where me and Nick Sarpino sat down with him to talk about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, and he wanted to be literally anywhere else. Sure. Is that Nick's fault? Yes. A big majority of it probably is. Right. The other thing is, he did not like this game, and you could tell. Uh, you could fucking tell, and like, that is not a joke. Like, it was very, very, he was just like, I'm just here, man. Like, I don't want to be at E3. I remember E3 when he was on a half pipe. Yeah. I only saw Yeah, at the Staples Center. I was there. Uh, really? And Rihanna played, right? And oh, and Eminem, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was up in the nosebleeds, but I was there, man. That's I lived cool. it, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah, All right, cool. I'm going to throw this out there because chat's been talking about it. Stick with me, Tim. Yeah. Stick with me. I, hey, I already predicted it. Tony Hawk's skate. That'd be insane. It would. I think on the Dingscast, that, that was one of my like, get hype moments. I think it, it was, would be yeah. fucking insane. And like honestly, now would be the time. 
<laughs> Why would now be the time? Uh, because he's upset with Activision. And, uh, oh, okay. He, he's okay. upset with Activision, and in addition to that, has been talking about wanting to make another good game. Okay. And that's how you fucking do it. You, That'd be insane. If you, if, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? I'm fucking hosting EA Play again from the CDC. <laughs> Tony Hawk fucking skates on in. He's like, I got Tony Hawk's skate. I'm like, wowie, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> Tony, teach me how to do tricks on roller skates. He's like, get away from me, psycho. And I'm like, aggressive eh. in line, too. And then I, then I go, daddy. And no, Nick comes in. No, no. <laughs> Number seven on the Roper Report. We're still going. Uh, Call of Duty War Zone isn't really free to play on Xbox. This is Matt Perslow over at IGN.com. Call of Duty War Zone players on PS4 won't require an active PS Plus subscription to play the new Battle Royale game. Those playing on Xbox One, however, will need to have a current Xbox Live Gold subscription to get involved. Activision confirmed the situation to IGN, explaining that PlayStation Plus is not I'm sorry, is not required to download and play Warzone, although those who do have an active subscription will be able to download the exclusive Warzone Combat Pack from the PlayStation Store. Full details on what the pack contains have yet to be released. This was obviously written yesterday. Uh, I think it's available now in Modern mm-hmm. Warfare, and actually, no, an hour from now, it'll be available as a standalone free-to-play and by the time you hear this on a podcast service, it'll be out, out. Uh, the situation does not extend to Xbox players, though, as those on Microsoft's platform will require an active Xbox Live Gold subscription, and there is no combat pack equivalent. Timothy, how much longer does this stand? I would have to say with Call of Duty being Call of Duty, as much excitement as there is about this, I honestly, by the end of day, I expect it to be fixed, if not by the end of week. That seems yeah. like a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I do think this is one of those things where the industry's been moving in this direction where yeah. uh, you know, there is, there's a lot of backlash and uproar from people and that you, they need to listen to that stuff. And when it does come to this type of equality across consoles, across ecosystems, whatever it is, you need to have the Call of Duty ecosystem. It's not about Microsoft. It's not about PlayStation. It's about Call of Duty. Yeah, And it's like you want that to be... <laughs> A pleasant experience for as many people as possible like with what seems to be the death of the exclusive deals here and there um coming in the next couple of years right um having said that do you is this really that big of a deal i think it's that big of a deal in the way of how xbox handles free-to-play games mm-hmm. i think it's that big of a deal in Xbox has been at the forefront, tip of the sword of gamers' first programs. We're making all these informed, excellent decisions, and this is a holdover from what Xbox used to be. And what we all, when we think of online gaming, what online gaming used to be. I think Xbox, I don't know why they haven't done it, and I definitely think this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back, where if it's a technical issue and it's going to require more time than the end of this week, okay. But I would definitely think that... In the near future, you're going to see a letter from Phil Spencer being like, hey, we did this. This is how Xbox used to – That was that's a silly way to do it. From now on, if you want to play a free-to-play online game, you do not need Xbox Live Gold. It'll, it'll be included in everything what's to do. The fact that they haven't makes me think, yeah, it's some hurdle in their infrastructure they need to get around. But I think yeah. for Activision and Call of Duty being so big and coming out with this and then seeing the amount of um, – I don't want to say backlash. I, I think the – right kind of criticism from some of the biggest like xbox voices i follow like paris you know what i mean from gamertag radio being like hey like i agree a thousand percent with this why is this still this way this is such a weird holdover from what gaming used to be like i understand that used to pay to be have online access that makes sense paying to have online access for a free-to-play game doesn't especially yeah i guess i guess that's the thing that this is definitely not going to be a popular opinion uh but i 
don't understand why you wouldn't have to pay. If if you have to pay to play online games, why are free to play games free to play online? It's like that that's, that doesn't work that way, you know. And it, obviously that it's changing and it does. So yeah. fuck me. But it's just like, why are we paying for online at all then? <laughs> for games that we're paying fifty dollars for. That's a good question. You get what I'm saying? No, like, totally. It's like, it's like either I, I just I've already like, bought the game, right? Yeah, I don't understand what the difference is between. Well, it's free to play. It's like, okay, well, just because they say that doesn't mean that it, it is with the service where you need to pay for a service to play online. Never made sense to me, but whatever. Hopefully, we don't have to pay for this shit ever. It's always it. It sucks when like my when I just don't pay attention. My Xbox Live account goes from gold to silver or whatever, and it's just like the one thing I'm trying to do. I'm like, oh great, now I need to re up this. Like, it's just such a weird old thing but yeah. it still exists for every game that's not free to play i don't know you raise a good point yeah like what exactly what i what is the if you've already paid for the game what's the difference here from a free-to-play game right we own it it's interesting no yeah. but i think with the you know i think it's more taking that away from the argument it's more the fact that this isn't the way it is on playstation right mm-hmm. and i think that on i think people expect free-to-play games to be able to connect for free and not have to worry about this stuff. And it's, they, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Uh, Kindofine.com slash you're wrong. Like, this isn't the case for Fortnite. Fortnite, I can play on Xbox without Xbox Live, right? There uh, are free-to-play exceptions, right? Um, chat was saying that it's it's the same for Fortnite as it is. It is. For so it, this, this is right just now. across the... Yeah, people okay. are saying that this isn't new. So Well, I know it's not new, yeah, but yeah. I think this... Well, the reason I'm having this conversation mm-hmm. is that I... And I, I'm not throwing it at you. Yeah, yeah, I, the reason I think this is is because I think they're getting to a point now that they can't rest in their loyalty. I mean, we'll see. If, if it's, I, I thought Fortnite was free on, on it as well. So if that's the case, it's like, then maybe like what I'm saying stands more. It's just like PlayStation's making weird calls there where it's like, why? Well, I mean, if you're Xbox, why give them this one up? Why give them this one ch- chance? You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, as, as much coverage as Call of Duty Warzone's about to get, right? Like I saw, you know, Sancho West tweeting about it today where he's like, I still love Fortnite. Like if I choose burgers over pizza one night it doesn't mean i don't love pizza anymore he's like i'm playing call of duty all day today and so if those game, if, if if the game hits and it is huge and people love it why give uh, people another reason to turn on their playstation rather than their xbox yeah and i think it just it's antithetical to what the xbox message has been here which mm-hmm. has been we're doing everything right by gamers and they've so done it at what point do they get rid of having to pay for online subscription that you are just paying for game pass and Whatever, and it's like that is that Xbox Series X launch, right? I mean, and at that point, it's like cool. That all makes sense. And that's the thing. And I mean, maybe if that's the if that is the finish line, maybe you do let it cook till then. You do let it wait. But I do think this is an antiquated way of doing online gaming, and I do think it's going to go away. And I guess if you're Xbox and you're pushing towards E3, if it still happens or whatever the hell it ends up being, that is your solution, right? Yeah. Where you're going to get there and fix all this by saying that, but. And that'll be the Xbox ecosystem, of course. Xbox Live Gold is games with gold. It is, you know, the deals of the day and yeah. all that jazz. Yeah. It'll be interesting, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of... Oh, no, I actually have an interesting question for you. Yeah. Uh, Grayling wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, With Call of Duty Battle Royale releasing today, do you think Halo Infinite will have a similar mode? Even though 343 said BR only stands for Battle Rifle. This is something we've gone back and forth on. We've talked. Where, where, where is your head at with a Halo Infinite Battle Royale, something like that? Years ago, I predicted it was going to happen. There was going to be a shadow drop at E3, and I was so sure that was going to happen. It did not happen. And at this point, I don't know. I don't think that they, they need it, and I think that the focus needs to be Halo multiplayer, classic multiplayer, yeah. knocking it out of the fucking park, and single player knocking it out of the fucking park. This stuff, down the line, sure, maybe a mode of some sort, kind of like Call of Duty, tinkered with last year 
yeah. right? Like they put it out, but now it's like the real thing. I'm seeing if it worked, and now they're doubling down and having it be free to play. I can kind of see a similar situation happening there. Yeah, I do think a Halo Battle Royale would be fucking awesome, be awesome. right? That like I awesome. would love that, especially with like Halo just has that Halo magic to it of the the vehicles and the weapons all feeling so good and so connected and, and like just there's a feel to it right yeah and I, i'd want that feel for a battle royale that definitely would be my preferred battle royale um but i don't think that that is core to the the what halo infinite yeah. needs to be it could be its own standalone thing and but i think that that's not launch okay and number eight and final on the Roper Report for your Tuesday. Uh, Game Informer has a little bit of restructuring going on. This is from Andy McNamara's letter that he put up. It's way longer and it's a goodbye to their uh, longtime publisher. Andy writes, Our longtime publisher, friend, and Game Informer family member, Kathy Preston, has retired. Her impact on Game Informer can't be measured. During her 20-year tenure as publisher, our subscriber base grew from hundreds of thousands to over 8 million at its height. She believed in me and believed in every aspect, every member of our staff. I don't know where we'd be without her today, without her support of our best parentheses and even our worst ideas. Uh, Andy's beautiful letter goes on to talk more about his relationship with Kathy, his boss, their friendship. But then he puts this in. Kathy's retirement comes as we restructure the business unit here at Game Informer. Unfortunately, that means we are also saying goodbye to six other great people who are a part of what makes this place so special and were integral to Game Informer's success story. And again, the letter continues. Putting this in there, of course, obviously, you know, great, good job, Kathy, getting Game Informer and making it uh, into what it is today. But this restructure the business unit here, Game Informer, unfortunately, that means we're also saying goodbye to six other great people. More former informers. More former informers, right? Uh, obviously, yeah, you know, that's how we got Imran on here so often is that he was part of the layoffs that came earlier last year, well, last year period. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole bunch of the staff writers get removed. This talking about being the business unit, these are going to be people you probably don't have uh, front face roles for i bet the same reason that since kathy's been around for so long and had her name in mastheads and you probably had her saw her write something here or there uh same thing the, the six people who are also getting let go are ad marketing sales whatever in the background some of the many people that make game reformer happen ignorant question greg sure what is publisher publisher uh well i mean it would be like your i mean andy's it would be the top of the pyramid Right where you figure it would be the publisher, and then beneath that is editor in chief, editorial, but then your directors of marketing and stuff. Right, the way obviously, well, the way it should all work, and I and I can't speak for how Game Informer works because I never worked there and I'm not familiar. But I would imagine, right, is that there is the wall between advertising and editorial. Right. Okay. So you have so you have to have somebody at the very top of that pyramid though that sees it all and can talk between them and understands what the realities are and is interfacing. I'm sure with GameStop, the parent company, right that. The reasons you're seeing this, of course, as we've talked about before, is GameStop's doing poorly, so they have to start tightening mm-hmm. belts, cutting rolls, doing all these different things. You imagine oh. this restructuring is part of that. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, great job, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And shout out to everybody at Game Informer, whether they are current or former. Tim. Yes. I can't wait to see what the new Game Informer looks like. I mean, it's not even a new Game Informer. This is a sad story. I don't Halo know. will have a battle. There you go, but that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. 
out today. Call of Duty Warzone is officially out. Uh, Langrisser 1 and 2, PlayStation 4, Switch and PC. RoboShark on PC. LaserHeck on PC. Wild West Steam Loco on PC. Siren Fate PC. Dreadlands PC. Armoric the Viking, the Eight Conquests on PC. Zombie Army 4, Campaign Mission, Terror Lab. Now here's what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Is I am opening up. Kotaku's article. That's where I pull my dates yeah. from, of course. What up? Shout out to Zach, who does it every week and does a great job. And I just want to look at Tuesday. Okay. It's one of those, as I read through that, I'm like, where are all the other games? Like, P- consoles and stuff. PC games are like, you know, a Monday or a Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't screw it up. That's what it says. Oh. That's all I got for you. All Slim right? pickings. Uh, new dates for you. Uh, Good Company will hit Steam Early Access on March 31st. Biped is coming to PC on March 27th. Uh, Grand Guilds is coming to Switch and Steam March 26th. Rock of Ages 3 Make and Break uh, is coming to PC and consoles June 2nd. Freedom Finger launches on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Freedom Finger. Yeah, March 24th. You don't remember this one? Mm-mm. It's a showcase one. Uh, it's the one with Nolan North and uh, John DiMaggio. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh. Right, and the finger, and it's doing all stuff, and it's yelling. It's like, a, it's like a middle finger, and you're shooting shit. I think it's an index. Is it a middle? I, I've thought of it as a middle. It might be an index, but it, it's like... It's the one, and remember, it's the trailer from the showcase that ends with Nolan North. Being like, I really yeah, ch- yeah, I want to have yeah. sex on a hot rod with my ass. Yeah, like, Jesus, yeah. Nolan. Classic it's like Nolan. 90s fuck you, the video game. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chapo is coming to Nintendo Switch and PC. Oh, shut up. That's what I say, all right? Oh, wait. <laughs> it means hat in French. It does. How did you know that? You just looked at that. How do you know? Uh, I know French. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's a game about being a hat. It's on Nintendo Switch and PC, March 31st. And then Chris Priestman at IGN has this for you. It's not a full date, which I usually don't do, but I know a lot of people care. There's a new Panzer Dragoon VR game. It just got announced to celebrate 25 years since the first game in the series came out in Japan. Uh, This new game reimagines and combines the Sega Saturn trilogy. Exactly which VR headsets Panzer Dragoon Voyage uh, record will be available on hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, It doesn't have a firm release date either, but it should be out before March 2021, hopefully sooner. Let's fucking go, boys. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon on Saturn, fan-fucking-tastic. Okay. Taking that into VR could be exactly what this franchise needs because it's on-rail shoot, right? And yeah. I've always said, I love, like, I keep, I always call it Rondo of Blood. It's not Rondo Rush of Blood. Rush of Blood. Rush of Blood yeah. until, dawn. until dawn. I freaking love that game. Yeah. Like, I just, I love the idea of, hey, this light gun games, how do we make a modern? Oh, VR, that's a great way. And I feel like Panzer Dragoon is a similar thing. It's like Star Fox 64, like, how do you make that cool again? Let's get VR Star Fox, baby. Let's get it. That's kind of what this is. Um, Barrett, as you know, uh, last week, getting ready for one of the podcasts, I broke the water pitcher. No, I did not know that. Oh, man. I I just tapped the side of it, and it shattered in water and glass everywhere. How did I miss this? I don't know. I kept it quiet. It was was right before in review. I think you might have been getting an interview. Long story short, can I have some more water? I'm very thirsty. Thank you very much. It's parched. While you, do, while you get me the water, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, Joe, Joe Screbbles at IGN has a new date for you. It's about the fact uh, of the Xbox Series X plus Project X Cloud equals a new chapter in gaming live stream. GDC, <laughs> baby. Microsoft has announced a two-day slate of live... I'm sorry, Joe Screbbles is a made-up name. Microsoft has announced a two-day slate of live streams billed as a replacement to its talks and panels at the now-postponed Game Developers Conference. One of those talks is titled Xbox Series X plus symbol, uh, Project xCloud equals symbol, new chapter in gaming, leading to speculation that we could learn new details about the next-gen console. Uh, titled Game Stack Live, I don't like that, uh, the series of live streams will air on Mixer across March 
17th to the 18th and will allow viewers to, quote, learn about the latest cloud and game development technologies from Microsoft, go behind the scenes with the creators of Xbox Game Studios and the X- our ID at Xbox program, and level up with deep technical talks and panel discussions led by industry leaders. Xbox Series X plus Project X Cloud equals new chapter in gaming will air on Wednesday, March 18th at 11.40 a.m. Pacific time. Microsoft hasn't specifically said the talk will include new information, but the interaction between Series X and X Cloud, Microsoft's game streaming service, is still relatively unexplored. Uh, if you want to go to Joe's uh, article over on IGN, there's the whole rundown of everything that's happening, uh, every panel they're doing. Something interesting for me was uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, the coronavirus going through and, oh, hey, we made it an entire episode without having a corona story. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd um, slap your hand, but coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but a couple weeks ago when, when things were, when GDC was first. Starting getting, to fall. Yeah, starting yeah. to fall. And it was just like, oh, these people back out, these people back out. And it was like, oh, Microsoft backed out. But it was just Xbox or Microsoft GameStack. And then later it was Xbox entirely. Yeah. But I was like, what is GameStack? I don't know. And so do you, do you know what I GameStack is? I don't know what it is. is? No. So uh, on March 14, 2019, uh, they put out a thing saying, announcing uh, Microsoft GameStack. Microsoft's built on the belief of empowering people and organizations to achieve more. It's the DNA of our company. Today, we're announcing a new initiative, Microsoft GameStack, in which we commit to bringing together Microsoft tools and services that will empower game developers like yourself, whether you're an indie developer or just starting out um, or a AAA studio to achieve more. Um, and so it's kind of going forward. So, I mean, hey, it's all stuff they've been building towards, right, with the, the ecosystems and stuff trying to connect them. So um, I, this is exciting. If they're Oh, no, I'm, they're, I mean, it's, it's going to be cool to see what all happens out of that and watch some of these presentations. Yeah, There's I doubt it's cool going to be, happen. like, the, the biggest thing, but in typical fashion of this gen's reveal, it's kind of a trickle of more information than we expect at any given moment. So yeah, um, I don't know what more they can say, but I feel like them talking about xCloud in any way is exciting stuff. Always exciting, Tim. You know what else is always exciting? Reader mail. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns. You can also get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us find out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. You know it. When I moved to San Francisco, I took out a loan, and this is many years ago, and the interest rate sucked. Upstart would have helped because Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens after you accept your rate. And the best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Next is Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then 
passes the savings on to you. Tim got this yes. for his mom uh, because he noticed she was paying for all sorts of stuff she wasn't using. Why Why would anyone do that? Don't do that. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash games. That's mintmobile.com slash games. Cut your wireless bill down to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash games. Uh, and finally, it's Brooklinen. Uh, I use them. Tim uses them. Mm-hmm. So many of the other kind of funny people sleep on Brooklinen sheets because they're the most comfortable sheets in the world. Be like us. You know Brooklinen as the internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home to bedding, loungewear, towels, and more with over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. I love them because they're soft, they're stylish, and they're easy for me to mix and match and find what I wanted online. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. Uh, they work directly with manufacturers and directly with consumers. No middleman, just a great product and service. These are all luxury products without the luxury markup. They've moved beyond the bedroom to offer bathroom and life essentials like towels, shower curtains, bath mats, robes, and candles to add the extra lavish touch to your bathroom experience. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make a big difference. Brooklinen is so confident in their product and that all their sheets, comforters, loungewears, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code GAMES only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code GAMES. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening, you can get the Internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. Visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn at 127 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg. When they when they go to check it out, scream the promo code games at them. And if that doesn't if they're like, I don't know what that means, keep screaming it. <laughs> Brooklinen. Everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Brooklyn. Brooklinen. You gotta love it. I got it. You, you got, think they show that on purpose? I, I'm pretty sure they're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think they started in Brooklyn. Oh. Yes. Is that where they got the name too, you think? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's fun. I like it. Man, in the Mint Mobile one, I straight up felt like I got called out in class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pay attention. Hey, what's up? The same thing happened to me where I was in the back of the car playing my Switch, uh-huh. and it was Jen, her sister, and her mom all talking French, and Jen said something that sounded a lot like babe, and I was like, yep, and, then, and everyone stopped and awkwardly looked at me, I was like, oh, sorry, I thought, I thought you said babe. Sorry, back to my game. Ignore me. Uh, the five-star man wrote into patreon.com slash games and says, happy Mario Day, kind of funny crew. This morning, the official LEGO Twitter account posted a short video that teased some sort of partnership between Super Mario and LEGO. My question is simple. What do you think this is? Could we get a 3D LEGO Mario game? Is this just a tease for Super Mario LEGO sets? I'm not sure, but whatever it is, I'm going to buy it. Uh, Follow-up question. Are there any other video game franchises you want to see in the LEGO universes? Thanks for everything you do. The five-star man. Awesome, Greg. I don't know what this is. Uh, did you see the teaser? I did. Barrett, do you, can you pull it up just to show us? It's it, a little bizarre. Yeah. Um, I will say that you know Mario kind of been caught up in the, the, the slums of life over on the Mega Bloks side. Yeah, for way too of long. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was either Mega Bloks or uh, the one that starts with the K, Connects, I think it was. Um, but like, they gobbled Basically up a the lot of the... Basically the ones we don't care about. The, what's up? Yeah. The, they gobbled up a lot of the like popular IP, like Halo and yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. and all that stuff back in Pokemon back in the day. Um, obviously, just give it to Lego. Like, what? 
Come on, guys. Stop right? fighting. You know what I mean? Um, so this could be interesting. Actually, getting Mario Legos, like, that's fun. Like, that's definitely, that's definitely what that, it is, right? It should exist. Because as you look here, you're throwing it up. It's a tweet from the Lego group. It's a me, Lego Mario, is what it says. I added the accents. Uh, stay tuned. Hashtag Lego. Hashtag Lego Super Mario. Hashtag Nintendo. And then if you're, again, an audio person who can't see this thing repeating, it's what looks to be a digital Mario, right? With, like, a digital question blocking them. It's really weird. What the fuck it is, is that? It is. I want some. You know how Lego is always diversifying. I think it's just going to be, yeah, a Lego Mario figure you can put down, but not even be like Lego Lego the way you think it is. It is not a Lego game. I think you would have seen something from TT Games. You would have seen something yeah. from WB. Like, yeah, I, I also think this is toys, not a game. 100%. But I, I don't know. This is weird. I've, we've never seen something like this monster. Yeah, because <laughs> he's physically. Like, the body is real, but then like his teeth, his teeth, eyes, are, and question mark box look digital. like screens. Oh god! And I his eyes just peeking in like that. <laughs> oh, I hate it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not excited for it. Me neither. I don't plan on buying it. No, you know what I, I mean. Uh, any video game franchise you want to see in Lego Universe? They kind of did it right. <laughs> I feel like they've done everything. Yeah. Lego Dimensions is so good. Where the fuck's more of that? Do yeah. more of that. Fast and Furious. Always. Okay. Yeah, I get uh, car. Team, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Gondor's Condor needs help mm-hmm. on Xbox One. Uh, Xbox username is Gondor's Condor. G-O-N-D-O-R-S space Condor. C-O-N-D-O-R. Uh, Gondor's Condor says, Calling. All Xbox agents, I need help. I'm trying to take down at least one level four control point in the end game for completing a project. Parentheses, I don't know. It leads to glorious upgrades, so I'm doing it. And I suck at doing it on my own. I have a generally free schedule this week. So just send me a friend request on Xbox at Gondor's Condor with a kind of funny division-related uh, message. Let's fight for DC together in the Division 2. Division 2 is great. Everybody go help. Gondor's Condor. Tim? Yes. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Neff Dan Neff says, Vince McMahon has funded the first three years of the XFL. He sold a large amount of his WWE stock to create a war chest for the league with the idea that it'll lose money for those three years and then get a TV slash streaming deal that will make it profitable for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Chances are it won't work out, but it's unlikely. Whoop. Something went wrong. Oh. What? What? Whoa. Uh, chances are it won't work out, but it's unlikely that it doesn't stick around for the next couple of years. That's what they said about the first one. Broke my heart. Charles Jacobson says, on the topic of skate games, Bear and Tim should check out Skater XL. It's coming to PlayStation 4 soon. That's that uh, Apple Arcade game I passed your way the other yeah, day. it's cool. Um, you know, this isn't a you're wrong, but I'll include it because I saw it and I just didn't have a place for it. Uh, D.H. Ruvenator says, shout out to the new dope... Shout out to how dope xCloud is and their new trailer functionality. Watch a trailer of the game and the game loads in the background. Woo. Wow, good fuck, studio. Damn, well, fuck, man. Shots fired. You know what I mean? I love it. Tim, would you like to know who else is hosting this week? I would. Tomorrow, it's me and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and Blessing. Friday, it's me and Blessing. As you may have noticed today, all that's TBD. And you'll see it as it develops. Mm-hmm. Who's here? Who's not here? Who knows? You know what I mean? The shadow knows. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
We have a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you didn't know, you can go there. Give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your uh, squad ups, everything. But you get the show ad free and you get an exclusive post show over there. Of course, if you don't want to watch that, you can watch it anywhere you want for free, like twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, we love and appreciate you oh so it's much. True. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you.